Hey passengers, welcome to She Who Does Not Hear. I'm your co-host Natasha Knight, your favorite 30-something overprotective millennial big sis, reacclimating back to life in the U.S. And I am your co-host Veronica Desire, a 20-something Gen Z mom, wife, and social worker, but overall I'm an all-around hot mess. Think of us as your two favorite conductors of the Hot Mess Express. We invite you as passengers on our journey navigating life and sharing our experiences, where we discuss real-world application to the wisdom and sayings from our childhood. Hey, passengers. Welcome back to another episode of She She Who Who Does Does Not Hear. Hear. I'm your girl, Natasha Knight. And I am Veronica Desire. And for today's saying, we're going to be going over when someone shows you who they are the first time, believe them. And that is a thing that our famous, <laughs> I'm named after her, so let's call her Natasha, famous Tia Natasha, who always used to say the saying to us. Um, oh, she says it, she says it, period. This is her saying, period. And it's her motto in life. Like, <laughs> this is literally her ma- her mantra, almost. So, yeah. So, why don't we start off with you, Veronica? Why don't you give a story for us about the first time that you heard the saying? So, the first time I heard the saying for me is actually pretty vivid because it was a time, I mean, our parents were going through, they weren't going through a divorce yet, but they were separating. Yes. And so, you know, my mom is crying. My aunt came over to console her and I'm in the living room playing. They're in the dining room across having a conversation about everything that's going on. And my aunt doesn't sugarcoat stuff at all. And she, you know, was telling my mom, like, you knew who I love. Again, I love my dad, but I know who he was and I know who he is. And just as a them together just wasn't good Mm -hmm. um and my aunt was saying like he showed you who he was before like you should have listened to him when he showed you who he was the very first time why is this all all of a sudden surprising you and so she's telling this to my mom and like i'm sitting there i'm like eight years old i'm like what are they i'm like huh but that just stood out to me because you know they're talking about my dad so it stood out to me even with me watching TV and playing, is that she said, you know who he was the first time. Why didn't you believe him then? And so that's basically how she said the saying at that time. So that's what I remember of it. And as I got older, (laughs) I understood exactly what she was saying. But what about you, Natasha? So for me, the first time was when I was in eighth grade, again, during this, you know, typical rebellious teenage hormonal period. And was just about to enter into ninth grade and I had a friend, let's call her Rachel. And Rachel was being extremely fake, like doing a lot of really, really fucked up backstabby things. And I was venting to our cousin Antoinette about it. And so I was, cause you know, we were tight, like really tight. So yeah. I was like, like three girl, weeks apart, three weeks apart. We're not even far distance, but I was like, girl, like you can't believe what she did. She did this, this time and blah, 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 blah. And Titi Natasha was listening the whole time. Right. And so she's like, she's listening to us and just cleaning around. And I know she's listening, but I didn't care. Cause I was like, you know, you and her got that in common when y'all eavesdropping y'all clean. Is that not? Y'all, it's so ironic. We be so cleaning, cleaning the area so that we can listen to all the tea, all the tea right? Mm-hmm. And so basically, she was cleaning and stuff. And I told her, I was like, I can't believe this. This is, this is ridiculous. And Antoinette was like, girl, she's done this a thousand times. Like, you just need to drop her. That's it. That's all I'm hearing from this story. And I'm like, no. And then Titi Natasha comes in and she's like, 
she comes in and she says, when someone shows you who they are the first time, believe him, Natasha. And just walks out, like leaves. And we're like, Mic what? Mic drop. She, she did the mic drop, period. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so <laughs> we're just like, bruh. So anyway, so the point was, I was like, yo, okay, mic drop. But I still did not understand what she was talking about. Like, So that was the first time that I heard it from her. So why don't you give a story, Veronica, of the first time that you understood it? Ooh, the first time I understood it. So my best friend at the time, um, let's call her Rihanna. So Rihanna and me have been were this is also I'm in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Me and Rihanna at this point we went to kindergarten together. We've been friends since kindergarten and now we're in middle school and we're really close and because I got dropped to school so my aunt would actually drop the both of us to school and at the time you know my aunt was fine with her she liked her she was like oh yeah you know let's invite her to things and all that stuff and then all of a sudden and I don't remember the exact time but my aunt went from like oh yeah I'll pick her up and take you both to school to saying I'm not picking her up anymore and when I was asking why she because she knew me and my aunt are like we're really loving but we bash heads a lot and I definitely wasn't because listening. Because we're like oil and water. We are. We are oil and water. Like, we love each other a lot, but we're very, like, we're not similar. Yeah. Um, and our mindsets are just, like, really, really different. So, <laughs> um, and she's more harsh. And I don't like when people talk to me harsh. And I'm like, mm, I'm not going to deal with this. <laughs> so, you know, she didn't tell me exactly what it was. She was like, listen, that girl is not your friend. I want you to look at everything that she's done and understand that you need to look at people who that you need to understand who people are when they show you the first time. Believe them when they show you the first time who they are. Because whatever they did before, they will do it again. And so I didn't understand that. I was like, what are you talking about? Um, but it clicked years later. Mm-hmm. So with, with exactly what she said, it clicked to me years later. Because after this, fast forward to now we're in, in senior year of high school. And I'm going through some really serious stuff. It's either senior year or 11th, 11th grade year turning into senior year. Mm-hmm. And mind you, all my best friends, super close, like we all know each other. And I messaged them all everything I'm going through. And mind you, with her, she was honestly always using me. Like she was just, she used everybody. It didn't matter. It's not that she was using me. She just used anybody that was around her. That's just her nature. Mm-hmm. And so I am texting her about what's going on. And I'm like, hey, this happened. And it's something that anybody, anybody else, you message anybody else, they're like, holy shit, let me come to you. So my one guy friend, mind you, he lives like a good 45 minutes away. He's like, don't worry, I'm coming to you. I'm taking the bus to you. My other friend, she walked all the way over to me. My other friend, she came to me. Mind you, she goes to school super far, Mm -hmm. but she's like, nah, I'm like, I'm about to leave. I'm going to come to you. Everything's good. And so her didn't hear from her mind you we go to the same school together yeah so i messaged her and i called her about it like after no response no nothing a week later i see her in the halls and stuff and because our our relationship was just like one of those relationships like where we were really close we're really chill we really love each other but we didn't talk every day because we just didn't have to like when we ever we would be together that's it and that's kind of how i was with all my best friends like i didn't need to talk to them every single day and i still to this day don't Mm -hmm. but you know, when she saw me, she was like, oh, hey, I hope everything that you messaged me about, like, went well and everything. Um, sorry, I was too busy to respond. But are you able to do da 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 She wanted me to help her with the paper because, mind you, I got phenomenal grades in school. So I got, like, straight 
A's and B's all through school. I graduated summa cum laude. And I actually used to do other people's papers for money. Yes, <laughs> um, of course. But she was like asking me to help her with one of the papers. And it clicked immediately in my head. I'm like, no. And she's like, oh, okay, I understand. Well, I'll message you and I'll talk to you again when I have like the time and stuff because I'm busy. Because she was in this other program in our school. So I was like, okay, cool. And from that, it clicked. I was like, this girl the whole time was selfish. And my other best friends who knew her, like they were surprised at, just how bad yeah. it was that she didn't come to my aid in one of the most traumatic things that happened in my life. Yes. Yeah. Like, she wasn't even there. Yeah. Like, she wasn't even like, oh, let me come through, like, nothing. Mm-hmm. And so, from there, I understood. I was like, wow, this is exactly why TT didn't like her. This is exactly why she said when people show who you are mm-hmm. the first time to believe them. Because over the years, mind you, this is like... A friendship that spanned from kindergarten mm-hmm. to about senior year, she has always shown that she is exceedingly fucking selfish. Mm-hmm. Always mm-hmm. shown that she cares more about herself than anybody else. Always. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I was hell bent on sticking by this girl's side mm-hmm. just because, like, we had fun together. And instead of understanding that she's just the person that's fun and that you go to every once in a while when you want to have fun and she's not a best friend that you would do anything for and that you would put your life on the line for. Because mm-hmm. for me, like, when I call you my best friend, I'm giving you anything. The clothes off of my back. Yeah. I'm giving you, like, whatever it is that you need. I got... It's, it's not a question. And that's mm-hmm. how I am with my best friends, like, mm-hmm. to this day. Yeah, she's just not loyal. And she just wasn't, like, that at all yeah and it wasn't a slow transition because i treated her bad or anything it was just that i know of it was just like she just didn't care um and so for me i was like "Mm, i'm good like i deaded that so (laughs) so for me when i really realized it i would say is when i was 19 years old i was fresh out of college like fresh out of high school not college because definitely not graduated at 19 but fresh out of high school just starting you know college and i got into a relationship with a guy what are we gonna call him puppy because that's what he looked like and he was <laughs> ugly he was ugly he looked like a dog and he was a dog mm-hmm. so that okay so we'll call him puppy i got into a relationship with puppy because we started off as friends and then eventually i felt like more romantic because we had like a connection and the relationship was really good but he would display red flags right and at first, you know, the family liked him. Like, they, they gravitated oh, towards him. Oh, I loved him, him when I was little, yeah. When yeah, they, they thought he was awesome. Because how old were you at that time? You were, like, 13, right? Yeah, I yeah. was, like, 13, 14, yeah. yeah. He, and was, he, he was great to me. Yeah, so you, you liked him, and a lot of people liked him. And I remember mommy was like, something about him is off. Um, but I'll keep my eye on it, and I'll let you know later. Yeah, and, but overall, she was nice to him. But she was nice to him. Well, she was nice in general. You just had to, as long as you didn't cross her, she was fine. Were I fine. was like, incorrect. If she didn't like you, you were not stepping foot in her house. Yes, there you go. There's she was not. Mm-mm. Yeah. She was like, something about him, I don't know what it is, but I'll let you know. Like, when I know, then I'll let you know. And so anyway, so he was displaying red flags and something had happened and his his behavior was like very weird at a certain point. And I remember it was my birthday and we had a dinner like a really a really big dinner i think how many of us there it was like 30 of us at the table and i oh, just yeah, remember yeah for my birthday dinner and i remember i was talking to my other best friend jewel about him and stuff and i was like yeah his, his behavior is kind of odd like you know what i mean i don't know what it is he's just acting really funny 
and then she was like no it's okay like you know whatever blah 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 because she loved him and she was like oh i don't think like you know whatever so then i remember i had a dream about him cheating on Mm -hmm. me and i freaked out and i had told mommy and titi natasha and you know titi natasha was like and i was like yeah and you know the thing that makes me feel like this is real is because he is acting funny maybe it's like my subconscious like you know like i was like he is acting funny and she was like i could have told you that for free with how different his behavior was at your dinner he was like almost standoffish was not really interested in celebrating you he was just very not not a team player and so she was like our one thing about our family is they pay attention to every every little detail even they're not gonna say everything they're gonna be like "Mm, suspicious Mm mm-hmm and so she was like, has he, you know, displayed anything before that would make you... And I was like, you know, he's mentioned this about his past relationships, you know, like, but he was the victim of, of being cheated on in those relationships. And she was like, not everything people tell you is true. You know, you don't always want to share your deepest, dark secrets. But she's like, what I can say is when someone shows you who they are the first time, believe them. And when she said that, it immediately clicked. Like it literally immediately clicked. It was like a light. It was weird. It was literally like a a, a, like I got hit with a lightning bolt in the Mm -hmm. head, and it was like, now you know, confront him. And then I confronted him, and I found out that he did. And I immediately broke up with him, and he was so mad because he thought it was ridiculous. But I'm just like, I'm too cute. Why am I gonna stay with you? I'm cute. I'm young. I am fine. I'm living my life. Why, girl? We have no. There's no reason. Not me being a catch and acting like I'm not. Right. And on top of that, he's ugly like why would you cheated on me why am i gonna stay with you first off it's not even just the fact that you cheated you cheated on me <laughs> like do you not see me me do you not see all this va va all the people going crazy going in crazy the back? especially you at 19 they were die. i can wear a garbage bag next girl, is gonna break regardless girl, male female whatever. literally tw- that that 26 girl. inch waist it was the 20 the 26 inches. inch waist natural no, beautiful it wasn't 26 hair. inches i think it was 23 inches i don't remember it all i remember that tiny. waist was small <laughs> that booty was big them hips was them big. hips was them little, titties little. was big and everything else was just slim and tight and i'm like girl i was so offended like i remember it being like <laughs> what 13 you told me he cheated on you and i was very offended because I was just like and twice twice <laughs> like at 13 I was like he looks like a puppy how dare <laughs> how dare but it doesn't it doesn't matter what you look like it's just the fact that it's he did it insides, yeah and it's insides, like it's it was twice he didn't come clean. clean no he didn't feel guilty he didn't felt no guilt like that he was just upset that I brought he was like, just like, he was like that's not da- a valid reason I'm like, like what what you mean there's not a valid reason he had no remorse no remorse it don't make no sense to me yeah. it's the people that it's, it's really for me it's the people with no remorse like I don't understand how y'all be doing messy dirty terrible things to people and then you have the audacity feel, to get upset exactly but you don't the feel guilty no, like it's not because no I understand people naturally feel defensive but I'm like I be feeling guilty like all the After dirt I be like I'm so sorry that I hurt you it's never gonna happen in anything that I've anything. done is like I be, I be like man like especially if I knew it was bad I'm like man this shit was wrong like mm-hmm. I feel nasty after, mm-hmm. and you tell me you just sleeping at night. Yeah, and the crazy, you know, the crazy thing about, it, and I'll, I'll disclose this. This is obviously really personal, but I'm I'm comfortable sharing it now. But I remember after he, because I broke up with him, like, and he was upset and all that stuff. Literally three hours later, he sent me a text message, and he was like, "You might as well get tested for the HIV." And I freaked out. I showed mommy the text. Mommy was like, "We ran, went to all these places. Like it was insane." 
and I got tested and it came back completely free, like free of anything. Oh and uh-uh. I remember I took a picture of it, right? Like showing him that I was negative of any type of STD or whatever. And I just sent that to him. I didn't re- like respond to his message until I like got the result. Mm-hmm. And I sent that to him and his response is, oh yeah, I knew you didn't have anything. I was just pissed you broke up with me. Trifling. So after that, I was like, fuck this guy. He's the a horrible person. Like, I was like, I just blocked him. And since then, I literally haven't like heard of him or anything. But yeah, so that is my crazy story. Audacity. <laughs> Audacity at its highest, highest level. level. Okay, so uh, Veronica, so what would you say is your current status with things? Um, I'm still struggling with saying a little bit. Not really. Actually, no. Honestly, I don't think I'm struggling with it anymore. After what happened last year, I think I'm good. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm very now. I'm way more observant mm-hmm. of who people show me they are, mm-hmm. and also at the same time, I want to say more accepting as well. Okay. So I feel like a lot of people don't see red flags and accept it. So this saying is, you know, it's saying that when people show who you are the first time, believe them. Yeah. And when people do all anything that anything that is messed up, mm-hmm. that. Each one of either my friends or family or in my relationship, if they do it, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Like, because of the fact that I accept, like, if you are in my life and I know these red flags about you and I keep you in my life, I know them about you. For example, if you are a liar Mm -hmm. and I keep you in my life, then I know that you are a liar. I'm not going to be surprised when you lie. I'm not going to be like, oh, shit, they lied. You are a liar. I know this about you. Yeah. Like, I'm not upset at that. Or if they're a person that, and that's, like, very aggressive, and they start, like, you know, they are aggressive and, like, they're physically violent. Like, if they come out and they're doing something physically violent to me, I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, they hit me. Mm. I knew that they were physically violent. Yeah. Like, I accept certain things with, I accept certain risks mm-hmm. in my relationship. Yeah. And that's just, you know, whether it's good or not, like I accept it and I move forward. And I feel like now, now that I'm finally, you know, my frontal lobe is fully developed, especially, Mm -hmm. and I'm going through every new person Mm -hmm. that I either start, you know, a friendship with a relationship, a colleague and everything, all the little things that they do, I'm very aware of it. And I'm like, oh, this is this can turn into this yeah. and I'm no longer going to be upset at it because there's been so many times in my life yeah. that I've been disappointed mm-hmm. by people that have done things that they've done over and over or they've done things to other people. Mm-hmm. Like I had like one of my ex-best friends like that she did stuff to other people all the time and I was like, it's not going to me. Bitch, it is going to be you. <laughs> it is going to be you. Yeah. You are not the, stop thinking you're the exception to the rule. You are not the exception to this person's bullshit. Okay. No, never. You are not the exception you're almost, to this person's bullshit. You're almost bullshit. always never the exception. I don't ever want you to think you're the exception. Fine. Veronica said there's no. There is none. You are not, not going to find always. the thug. Definitely not. <laughs> you're not going to find the, the mean guy that's just sweet to everybody but you. You're not. he's mean he's mean i say this from experience i mean because i was gonna say well maybe i was gonna say maybe papa but i was like even papa was still mean he was still mean to us like he was loving and caring like even my husband like i love my husband but my husband is an asshole sometimes (laughs) he's a full-blown like and he knows this he's an asshole i'm not i'm not sitting here like oh man he's gonna be an asshole to everybody but me no he's an asshole sometimes Mm -hmm. he's is he still loving and caring and giving and everything absolutely yeah. He's still like all of these great things, but I know is, yeah. that red flag about him. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, he's going to just be no. sugar and spice he's and everything no. nice to me. 
No. He's not sugarcoating the damn thing. He's not doing... He did it at the beginning, you know, yeah. but as time goes on, like, it's not, you know... But it, to be fair, it is exhausting walking on eggshells around people. It is. It's yeah. exhausting, but that's the thing. It's like, you have to accept people. Yeah. If if you're going to go move forward in all of these relationships, for me, my advice would be look at what these people are doing. Mm-hmm. Look at how they move around other people with mm-hmm. other people and expect them to do the same thing with you. And if you are fine with that, like, then just move forward with it and be fine with that. But don't be upset when it comes. Don't be upset when but it comes. But what about you? Like, so for me, I I thought I really completely understood it for a long time. But I realized that I think I, because I, after that, I started changing the way that I approached relationships in general with friends and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I feel like after that point, like when mommy passed and I got into that four-year relationship with Aaron, and that was really a lot. Yeah. So and so I was in such a vulnerable space. I really was not believing him the first time like i was able to do it with co-worker relationships you know what i mean like friendships, friendships and stuff. Yeah. but i struggled with that with him and then when i got out of that relationship i was like now i know you know but then right after what did i do I was in a vulnerable spot and i got into like a slightly romantic thing with benjamin and it's like it totally fucked me like and i was like oh my gosh he showed from the very because the funny thing is i think i told you from the beginning i didn't like him yeah. when i met him but i it's the thing is like people around you would tell you what to expect it, yeah based off of certain things like we didn't know the depth no of course not but we were like hey like this is you know this is kind of what he does mm-hmm. and that's the thing and so it's like i remember i didn't like him but i was like oh let me give him the benefit of the doubt because he's like funny and you know certain things i liked about the personality and then like when i actually got into it i was like oh fuck this is actually going to be way too similar to my past relationship that I literally just ended a couple months ago. Uh-huh. I don't. It wasn't even a real relationship. It wasn't even. And a it relationship. wasn't. It was just like something, just a, a fling, basically. And it was that like was this, so. He was trying to press. It just didn't make any sense. He, and it was weird because it was like I, I should have known from the beginning how overbearing he was that he wasn't going to accept my boundaries and take them because from the very beginning when I was like, okay, these are the boundaries for what our situation is going to be because I don't want a relationship. He still tried to push that and still was like all encompassing monopolizing my time you know and he did really... that with everybody though yeah but it was bad though like and he did it and he didn't care how other people viewed him and stuff and it that was like such a scary situation and i realized like man love bombing is real like people really do this shit like and they really do what they can to like con you and get whatever they can from me especially if they're like they're a malicious person and they say oh this person is in a vulnerable spot that's my next target like he looked at me and was like you're my target like you know mm-hmm. and that was the thing that was scary for me because of course people can make mistakes and they can do things oh, yeah. and not know that their their ways can be toxic but he was fully aware of who he was he was just like i'm gonna continue to gaslight you because he was a narcissist and he was a con artist so for him it was just like i'm gonna do whatever i need because i need to get this from you you're very giving you're very open you're very like Mm -hmm. thing and i like that and i'm gonna still try to drain your energy in the process and try to like groom you to be what i want and obviously every time i push back it wasn't like you know but it took that situation last year for me to be like enough is enough you're gonna be like this with every single relationship not just with your familial relationships not just with your Your friendships with anything especially personal romantic and the thing is with with that person it wasn't like something that they were trying to change so i feel like there's certain you know when i was talking about like there are red flags that you accept yeah there are red flags that you accept and you expect people to do to you but maybe you're hoping that they're willing to change because they understand it you know like i've had you know friends close friends that i'm still close friends with that they had red flags and stuff but that they've actively worked on yeah like they've you know i would not be surprised if they would 
if they did whatever they did to other people to me Mm -hmm. but they understood what it was like when I told them like hey this is like something that you're doing that you continuously do to other people Mm -hmm. and it's like a little fucked up they'd be like oh shit you're right like let me actually get help for that like let me change that yeah but But you have to want to yeah but he wasn't the person not at all he had no interest in growing like he knew everything about himself he knew everything about everyone he was a know-it-all he just knew everything oh my god girl he was a know-it-all about that that, yeah but that's scary for me like I think it's more scary for me I can deal with know-it-alls I can't deal with know-it-alls that have no background or no knowledge, no statistics to bring me about things. I can't deal with stupid know-it-alls. Like, there you, you ain't even... That's what This motherfucker never that read a book. Just, like, I'm just so... It's so... I'm, it's it's just... It just never read a book. Like, I don't like arguing with people that haven't read at least one book. Like, don't argue with me on a topic that you haven't read one book to. Please, ma'am. No. no. Yes. Yeah, it was a mess. Like, that was... I mean, I will say certain parts of it, when I look back on it, was actually a lot more entertaining. It was like, funny. It was, it was funny, funny, but it's like, yeah, it was like, what it was is it's supposed to be like, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Mm-hmm. And trying to like drag that shit was too much for me. I was like, no. So I'm thankful that the person's out my life, but I'm thankful for them so much because they came right after that extremely toxic relationship. I feel like it just kind of kicked exactly yes, what you needed because i saw what i was attracting i saw like oh when you're in your low points you literally attract the worst people and it, i think yeah. it's gonna help put people into categories yes because like people always think i'm crazy because i tell everybody like i compartmentalize everything yeah and they don't understand that like i and this is like even to y'all this might be sound really really weird but for me i believe a relationship is supposed to take you somewhere so whether it's a friendship whatever relationship it is it's supposed to take you somewhere so it's supposed to be a give and take and i it's a ship that it's a ship like your ship that you're selling on you guys you want to get to the destination right so for me i accept certain people in certain brackets like i put i compartmentalize people i'm not I do cut people off if they're like really toxic, Mm -hmm. but for the most part, if someone is, you know, if I went back Mm -hmm. to the situation with Rihanna as time went on, like if she does come back into my life, I will never be close with her, but I'll put her exactly in her place, which is like, I would only see you when I want to have a good time. Yeah. And that is it. No more, no less. Yeah. I think that's okay. I think that's like what. I have been trying to work on this year in therapy with my therapist where she's like, let's try to work on that, you know, like work on understanding like people's places, like, cause you, you don't have an issue with it with friendships. Like you'll know, like this person is who I have fun with. You and have very good boundaries with friendships. I have extremely great boundaries with friendships, with family relationships, with anything like work related, right? Professional stuff, but I really struggle personally, like personally, like, and romantically. So that's what I'm going to work on. So, yeah. But do you have any advice, Veronica, on like, for like, just for people who are still struggling, still struggling with it, like any ways that they can kind of like work on it since they're not past it for those that are not past the the phrase or the saying, sorry, Mm -hmm. I would say maybe for for some people that need to document everything they did like if you feel some type of way about something that someone did whether it was to you or to someone else like maybe write it down mm-hmm. because sometimes your memory is a little skewed yeah. so like write it down so take that way you it, yeah. at least like take note of it so that way you at least like okay this happened before you have some documentation um, for it yeah. and that way you can also see if it's a pattern mm-hmm. that happened again because of course people have bad days you know it's like i might curse somebody else someday that doesn't mean i curse people out all the time no but is it a pattern like do you see it happen often mm-hmm. and then you get to decide from there like is this something that you're actually cool with or you're not cool with 
Yeah. So that's my advice. What would you say? Kind of follow the steps of how I do that with my other relationships, which is that you're constantly paying attention to the relationships, how they make you feel, what they're doing. If someone is acting funny, you literally just take a note of it and be like, okay, that didn't make me feel good, but let me see like what they've been doing. Has it been consistent? Mm-hmm. And then from and there yeah. and why have a conversation with the person at a later time if you need to to be like hey like do you know why this happened or did you mean this this way i like that i like that have a conversation because something they might not know that they're no there's a lot of things you do involuntarily yeah well not necessarily but unconsciously there you go not involuntarily but like unconsciously and i think it's just important to like just sometimes pull people up because sometimes they're like oh i didn't even notice i did that that happens so many times or that, that that they do that often yeah or that they do it often but have a conversation with the person first before you just jump to the conclusions and you say oh my god they must be a shit person like you know just because they said this or they did this like they must be horrible that's not always the case there's no such thing as like black and white like Mm -hmm. so i feel like if you do that and you document it and then you continue to see and you do the pros and cons of your relationship with the person and you're like man like you do that a lot i like that i love pros and cons she she be listen she be making up a pros and cons list for everything everything but that's how i govern my life and that's how i make decisions and that's Mm -hmm. why i've been able to live a relatively successful life as far as like the energy i have around me in the environment and being able to push through all of the challenges yeah all of the challenges that life brings because we're all about the scales right we're all about Balance. balance And for me, balance is key. So I would say my suggestion to those of you passengers, if you're struggling and you're not past it, just do a pros and cons list. Document it, do a pros and cons list, and find the time when you have the energy and it's not going to drain you to talk to the person. And ask them just to kind of see where their head is at, see if it's something that they needed support with that day, or if it's really just a character thing and this is just how they behave towards And if they don't want to change it. And if you're going through it, let us know. You know, we nosy. We are nosy, so we would love to hear your story <laughs> we would love to hear you <laughs> go through for sure so with that being said thank you so much for listening and yeah have a good night from veronica desire and natasha night bye bye passengers Thanks for listening to this episode. We really hope you enjoyed it. For those of you who liked it, we release a new episode every Wednesday. So be sure to follow and subscribe so you can get that notification every time we upload. If any of you passengers have been on the same ride or reached the same destination as us and you'd like to share it with us, you can. Send it to us at shewhodoesnothear at gmail.com or DM us on our Instagram page at shewhodoesnothear. Please don't forget to follow us on our Instagram. Our handles are at its Natasha Knight and at its Veronica Desire. We would love for you to also rate and review our podcast so that we can get your constructive feedback on what you like, didn't like, or want more of. In the meantime, remember, she, she who does, does not hear must feel. feel.